Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. We got the marquee anyways. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Amen. Are you glad to be here today? We started a new series last week called Masquerade. And Masquerade is really addressing just those things that we hide behind, the mask that we put up to really... Amen. <laughs> Gotta love technology, don't we? Amen. Well, I think they're working with a new program, and so there's always bugs and things to figure out. But nevertheless, we say that we were dealing with masquerade, and if I had a mask right now, I'd hide behind it. <laughs> but we said that masquerade is really this persona that we have where we we don't really live reality. We put on a false front in front of other people, right? And last week we really got we really got bold to really challenge everybody. And and I even shared with those that were come because last week was our grand opening and so obviously we had a lot of new faces and obviously people today say, Well I was there last week, so I'll take this week off. But nevertheless we got real bold and said, Look, we're gonna get bold with you because if this is your first time at GVC, I may never have another opportunity to speak into your life. And so I just got real direct in asking the question, Where are you with God? Where are we with God when it comes to this life that we're living? And, and so oftentimes, it's easy for us to have a mask with God because of the pain, because of the shame, because of some of the guilt that we carry in life. And sometimes we even blame God for stuff in our lives. And so therefore, we put this mask on to hide behind because of those things that we deal with. And I, I'm glad to say and, and was really blessed to see all the hands that went up to say, I want to get real with God. I want a purpose to make a decision to either make Jesus the Lord of my life or purpose to really commit my heart to God and say, God, I'm all in and I'm dropping the mask. And so this past Wednesday, we had a really good turnout on our Wednesday midweek service. And I've got to say it's, it blessed me because it really uh, is reflective of just a church that says, I'm wanting God to move in my life. Because you realize that when it comes to a midweek service, you've got to make room for it. You've got to make margin for that in your life. And to see people do that and say, I'm coming to church on a Wednesday. And a good number of people showing up that says God is doing some things in our lives and in our hearts. So I'm excited about that. Amen. And so in regards to removing the mask, we've got to recognize that there's a mask that we have held up. And recognizing that there's some things that are causing that is the first step in us being free and being able to get, get free from the mask and the, the masquerade that we're living. 
Now, in doing so, last week, many of us said, I'm getting serious with God. I'm, I'm dropping the mask with God. I'm, I'm getting real with God. What do I do beyond that? What, where do we go from here? Well, the Bible says something very significant. Jesus makes this statement. He says, for the man that sweeps his house and gets his house in order, if he leaves it unattended or if he does nothing with it, he says that the enemy or the thief comes back And raids the house but brings back even more wicked with him. So for us to say, God, I'm going to get real with you. I'm going to drop the mask and I'm purposing to commit my life to you. And be more serious than I've ever been before. We've got to be intentional to take the next step to say, God, I don't want to just leave it here. And get back into the same rut that I was in. But God, I want to continue to pursue you and see you continue to work in my life. So what do we do? How do I continue to make progress? Well, here's the reality. Oftentimes, the reason that we have masks, the reason that we're living a masquerade, is because oftentimes we're struggling with God, we're struggling with events in our lives, and oftentimes we're living a life of fear. Fear is the main reason why we as individuals put up a mask. And fear is the root cause of hurts in our lives. Now, here's a staggering statistic. One of out of three people have, have had some significant hurts in their life. One out of three people have gone through some very difficult times in their life, or maybe even right now are going through difficult times. So, it would be like me saying, one, two, you. One, two, you. One, two, you. See, that's how close it hits to home. One out of three people are going through some things or have gone through some things significantly that have caused us to be hurt to the point that I'm not going to get hurt again. I'm not going to let God, let God get close enough that I expose myself, open myself up to where I get hurt because I've tried that before and it's hard trusting God. Or maybe when it comes to people, there's things that have happened in my life and as a result, I just have a hard time trusting people and allowing anybody to get close because of the hurt that I've experienced. So here's what I want you to do. As a church, this is our church home. This is our family. And so for just a few seconds, do something for me and with me. Will you just for a moment look around? Look to the people to your left and to your right. Look at the people behind you and look at people in front of you. Make eye contact with them. Go on, seriously, will you do that? Will you just make contact, eye contact with somebody sitting around you? And I I know you're saying... This is kind of weird. It's kind of uncomfortable, you know. But as you're looking around in your uncomfortableness, you probably see what I see. You see people that are looking back at you that are smiling and that have become very skilled at wearing masks. Not because they're bad people. Not because they have something to be ashamed of, 
but because we live in a culture that has told us you hide the pain. You hide the hurt. We see it in our culture today and even playing out in mainstream media with all the allegations in Hollywood that we're seeing, aren't we? And somebody finally steps up and says, I was abused. And then out of the woodwork, all these people start coming forward and says, he did it to me. He did it to me. He did it to me. And then it has started this, really this social media frenzy where people are starting to step up and they're saying, it's happened to me too. And somebody else says, it's happened to me too. Well, how come they never came forward before and says, it happened to me. Somebody hurt me. Somebody abused me. It's because we live in a culture that says, you hide the hurt. You put a mask up and you live behind the pain. In fact, oftentimes people just live life with running shoes on, don't they? I got them laced up. I got them on because I've been hurt before. And I never let myself get too comfortable. I never let anybody get really close because if I do, I've had tendencies of getting hurt before. And so we have a tendency to fight or flight, right? And oftentimes, what do we do? We run. Why? Because I don't want to be put in that position again where I've been hurt. And as we've looked around here and you've seen these smiling faces. And again, I watched some of you as you looked. You kind of had that, you know, that nervous chuckle, laugh. But as I said, there's one in three people that have been significantly hurt. As you looked around and made eye contact with somebody, you could be looking at the person that says, my marriage is in a mess. And I just want out. And nobody knows the hurt that you're carrying in your marriage. You might be looking at a person that when you began to look at them, now hear me right, in the right context, but as they made eye contact with you, they found it hard to look at you because it's so easy to undress you with your eye, their eyes. And the reason being is because they got sucked into pornography many years ago. Not that they're a bad person, not that they're necessarily even a pervert. It's just that they got sucked into this life and it took hold of them. And now they've got this issue that every time I look at a woman, every time I look at a man, I can't help but undress them. But nobody knows that secret guilt, that secret shame, that secret hurt that I'm carrying in my life. As you looked around, you may not have realized that the person you made eye contact is the one that has regular thoughts of suicide. Last night might have been a very dark night where they said, God, I'm giving you one more shot tomorrow. I'm going to church, but if something don't happen, if I don't find hope, if I don't find healing, then I'm going to take my life. Or maybe as you made eye contact with somebody, it's just that person that's dealing with the small things of life. They're small, but they're significant. It's Sunday, and tomorrow is Monday, meaning i got to go back to that job that I hate. I hate that job. There's no purpose. There's no fulfillment. But i got to pay the bills, and so i got to go to work tomorrow. 
See, we're all dealing with things, and again, you never know who's sitting next to you and the hurt that they might be carrying and the mask and the smile that they put on. But God doesn't want us to hide behind the mask of hurt. He wants us to find healing. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Just so that you can remind yourself of it, that you can put it in the leaflet of your Bible or something of that nature. But I want you to write this down. No matter what the hurt, there is no hope beyond my hurt. There is no hope beyond the hurt. And write this down. I refuse to be afraid anymore. Now, those are strong words, but if you're living in that place of where you're living behind the mask of hurt, those are words that you have clung on to and saying, God, I just long to be free. I'm tired of being controlled by my past. I'm tired of being controlled by the nightmares of yesterday. And I just want to be free. You don't have to live in fear. And you don't have to let that fear motivate you and move you to keep people at an arm's distance. And fear does not have to rule you to the point where, God, I find it so hard to trust you. In Psalms chapter 62, starting in verse 5, notice what the psalmist says. He says, yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. God, You're so real. You're my rock. And God, whatever the storm is, I will not be shaken. And for some of us, we have been shaking in our boots for the last several years because I have been controlled by fear because of the pain of the past. But God says, it's time to let the mask come down and it's time to be free from the hurt and it's time to trust Him. It continues to say in verse 7, My salvation and my honor depends on God. He is my rock. He is my refuge. Trust Him all the time or at all times, you people. Now notice these last next words. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. Did you hear those words? Pour out your heart to God, for He is your refuge. God is just waiting for you to come and pour your heart out. You might be totally angry at God. You might be totally angry to say, God, how could that have ever happened? Why did you let it happen? And you may have blamed God for all these years. But God's got big shoulders. He just wants you to get raw with Him. And say, God, I want to be able to share my heart. I want to pour it out. And I believe that this is part of the masquerade that so many believers have lived behind. And it has paralyzed us spiritually. We have lived in this constant merry-go-round trying to find freedom from the hurt whether it be through substance whether it be through people whether it be through work and whatever else but God says I want you to find true freedom spiritually physically mentally in every aspect of your life 
But the enemy has caused us to live in this pain and has caused us to be paralyzed. And I believe that that's why some people's masks are so scary. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that? Have you ever met that person that they're just rude? They're mean. They're disgruntled. Now, they might be older and they've allowed themselves to become that person because of the years of allowing that mask of hurt to become that person. But you've heard the statement that says hurting people hurt people. Why is that mask so scary? Why are they always being so rude and disgruntled? Because it keeps you at an arm's distance. And if they can keep you at an arm's distance, then you can't get close enough to hurt me. And oftentimes that's what we do to God. God, I'm going to keep you at an arm's distance because God, it seems like when I've opened myself up before, that's when I got hurt. But God's saying, will you pour your heart out to me? And if you're that person that I'm talking to, if it's just one person that I'm talking to today where you're saying, I have, I have buried hurts and pains and sorrows of my past and I've worn a mask, I've put on a smile, then I'm telling you today there is hope, there's healing, and there's comfort for you today. Today's your day to be able to be free from the past. You know, my son, he is getting ready to turn six uh, next month. But for whatever reason, my son son has this fear of bugs. And it don't matter what kind of bug it is. It can be a ladybug. It can be an ant. It can be a pretty butterfly. I mean, he's just afraid of bugs. Maybe not a butterfly. But as a father, see, I mean, I used to play with bugs. I used to collect bugs, you know. And so to see my boy be so afraid of bugs, sometimes it can be aggravating. It's like, man, we're going we're gonna to man you up, boy. You know, you can't be afraid of a little worm. We're going to go fishing one day, and you got to like those worms. And so that's just something that he's working through. But just a, a, a few weeks back when we were out here working for the summer, getting the landscaping in the uh, volleyball court back there situated and getting ready for the summer months of playing out in the yard here as a church, we were out there in the back and little did I know that there was a ground nest of hornets or bees or whatever they were. And so as I'm doing something, I hear my son start to scream and he starts crying and he's running at me. And the way that he's acting, he's acting like, it's a bug, it's a bug, it's a bug, Dad. And it kind of irritated me as I see my little boy crying because of a little bug. And so I'm getting ready to get stern with him because of a stinking little bug that you're fussing over. And then all of a sudden he goes like, ow! And he screams again and I could tell that, okay, something bit him or stung him. And it was at that moment that I picked my boy up and we took off. And we came up to the office. Well, he's crying really hard. And I find out that he got stung several times by bees. Well, in that moment, I no longer was a hard dad to try to teach my son a lesson. It was in that moment that dad got soft. It was in that moment that I gathered my little boy up that was hurting That was really sincere in his pain. I scooped him up, took him into the office, 
And I began to nurse him. I put the, 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 the cold compressors on there and ice and, and comfort him and, and try to console him so that he wouldn't be more traumatized by bugs. And I just loved on him. And I said, Daddy's here. Everything's going to be all right. And I held him. That's our Daddy God. If you've got this mentality that your father God is hard and is always ready to slap you upside the head for a mistake and a failure and whatever else, that's not him. There are those times that he's stern with us and he tries to correct us and direct us. But in the midst of our hurt, even if the hurt is self-imposed, God is not there being hard on us. He's saying, come here, let me just help the hurt. I know you're hurting, and I just want to love on you. I want to bring hope, healing, and comfort right now because my baby's hurting. Come on, you might be 60, 70, 80, 30, 20. You might feel like you're all tough and all that, but you're still God's baby. He loves you, and He just wants to comfort you in the midst of your hurting. Amen? So what do I do? Because we have become so masterful at carrying these wounds. And simply, God wants to help us with the hurt. What do I do? The first step, as I said, is that we acknowledge that, God, we just want to get real with you. The second is to acknowledge my hurt. Acknowledge my wound. Acknowledge the betrayal. Acknowledge the mistakes. Acknowledge the abusive home, maybe the home that was a home of addiction. Maybe recognizing that I'm just, I'm always fighting. I always got an attitude. I've always got a bad mood and therefore I cause this tension. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that there are are curveballs that life has thrown me. Acknowledge that there is a hurt that I have in my heart and I blame God for it because God, how could you have let that happen? Or just simply the abuse that has taken place in my life. And therefore, I just can't trust. Acknowledging that there is a hurt. How do I take the mask off? How do I begin to heal? You can't do it alone. One way that we begin to heal is by getting healed with the body of Christ and God's people. Remember last week I challenged you to write down a number and find out where you were at with God from 1 to 10. And I I challenged you, I said, show somebody. Show somebody before you leave. Maybe a husband or a wife or a friend. Why? Because it brings accountability to say, God, this is where I'm at, but this is where I'm going to stay. And so there is something to be said for there to be accountability in the body of Christ where we begin to grow and develop and heal and find hope in the midst of of God's people. In Romans chapter 12 verse 15 it says this. It says rejoice with those who rejoice. And mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And mourn with those who mourn. So when somebody has success. Don't just get all bent out of shape. Because God did something great for them. Celebrate with them. You're in the same blessing line as they are. Yours is coming next. But in the same token. When somebody's going through some things. And they're hurting recognize they might be putting on a good front, but love them enough to press it and say, I want to help you. 
And we begin to rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. As, as a pastor, pastors are very good at putting on a show. Because we as pastors, we got to set the example, don't we? And it's real bad when you get around other pastors. Because pastors are some of the most insecure people. You get around one pastor and they're doing very well at their church. And you're like, yeah, praise the Lord. How are you doing? Well, <laughs> good, praise God. Living the dream. <laughs> and it's real easy to become self-conscious. And you start being fake in front of one another. The people that are your comrades, your co-workers, your, your, your closest confidants, but you put up a mask and say, yeah, everything's great. Live in the dream. But if we just get real. In the last few weeks, I've just recently had conversation with some pastor friends. And, and, and they're several years, a couple decades ahead of me in ministry. And I just had the opportunity of meeting with a few of them, going out to lunch with one. And as I'm talking, I could tell that there's some things going on. And I says, what's going on? And I just began to poke a little bit. I said, what's going on? And he started to open up a little bit. And I pressed him a little bit more. And he opened up a little bit. And finally I just said, listen, I can tell that you're hurting. And I can tell that something's going on. I said, if you need me to help you, let me know. I said, we've got ample people to, 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 to do church my wife is a better pastor, minister than I am. I could have her preach a Sunday. I'll come and I'll, I'll preach for you just to give you a break. I said, there's other ones that we'll just, if it's a matter of a few weeks, we'll just come and we'll undergird you and help you and take care of you so that you can get some rest and recovery. I said, what can I do to help you? And as I said that, his chin started to quiver. And we're in the middle of a restaurant. And then he couldn't control the quiver anymore. And he buried his face in his hands and just began to bawl like a baby. Uncontrollably. Mind you, we're in a restaurant. People around us. And for a man, we don't like crying. And we don't like crying in front of people. And here he is, buried his face in his hands and he's weeping because of the hurt. He says, thank you. But it's interesting. As a few days go by and a week goes by, I get back a hold of him. And he's got the mask back up again. Everything's good. I said, come on, man, let me help you. There was just a few days ago, man, we're, 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 we're in a bad place. Oh, everything's good. We got it under control. See, so you go back to putting that mask on. I was talking with another pastor friend. And he said, hey, I just wanted to tell you he said I haven't told anybody this he said but concerning my son and he's a pastor of a very large church he says you know my son's not going to be doing ministry with me anymore and he said I just wanted to tell you that he said because just we're we're close and I said well I said I know my kids are not that age yet I said but my I know my dream is to do ministry with my family with my kids and I said I can only begin to imagine how much that hurts he said yeah he said when we had a meeting with our children he said my wife just began to bawl 
She said she cried for three days. She said, or he said she got angry. She screamed around the house. Just was mad. See, there's people that are hurting. Pastors are people just like you. What am I saying? We've got to come to a place where, God, I'm going to let my mask down and allow you to begin to help the healing process. I'm running out of time, so let me quickly go through this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, Praise be to God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all trouble, so that we can comfort those who are in trouble. Listen, God wants you to get through the hurt process to the healing process so that you can help somebody else. Amen? How do I do that? I have to get into the presence of God and I have to repent before God and say, God, I need your help. I'm hurting. And the Bible says that when I get into the presence of God, that there is times of refreshing that come from the presence of God. We need His presence. We need His fresh touch from heaven to make us whole again. Let me give you a couple of verses real quickly. I'll, I'll read these through. They may not be on the screen, but it's Isaiah 53 verse 5. It says, He being Jesus, He was He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that was brought upon us or brought us peace was upon Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. Jesus took the pain so that we don't have to carry it. Hebrews 13 verse 5, God said, Never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. Psalms 147 says, He heals the brokenhearted and He binds up their wounds. Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will rest will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then in Romans chapter 8 verses 38 and 39, it says, For I am convinced... That neither death nor life, nor angel nor demon, neither the presence nor the present nor the future, nor any power, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creation can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. No thing can separate me from the love of God. No thing in my past, no thing in my present, no thing in my future. God loves me unconditionally. And God says, will you just pour out your heart to me? And lastly, as you've identified those things that have hurt you, As I've been talking and maybe a face came. Maybe an event, a circumstance. And you said, that's when the pain began. And that's when I began to put a mask on. The way that true freedom comes is to forgive. I know that's a very challenging thing to do. To forgive doesn't mean that you immediately forget. And the enemy will accommodate you with the nightmares, the thoughts, the lies. And it will take some time. But I assure you, if you'll pour your heart out to God, He will begin to heal the hurt. He will begin to remove the past. The past is the past. It is the history. But it doesn't have to rule your future or your present. If you'll choose to say, God, I choose to forgive that person, that thing. Maybe the person you've got to forgive is to forgive yourself.
if you'll purpose to start the process, the mask will start to drop and we'll begin to experience the true freedom that God desires. Amen? Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Sometimes as we begin to talk about these things, it begins to get down to the quick. And it starts to hurt. It starts to remind us. And that's not the purpose. But if it started to come to the surface, then obviously that's the thing that God's wanting to help heal right now. So I'm going to say a prayer. And here's one thing that I'm confident in. I'm confident in my prayers. For the Bible says that if I would pray knowing the will of God that He hears me. And if I know what, he, that, that I, that what I pray He hears, I know that I have confidence that He'll answer my prayer. And so as I pray for you, one thing I'm confident in is that the healing power of God is going to immediately begin to work. I encourage you to embrace that healing power of God. And rather than so tightly holding on to the past and the pain, pour out your heart to God and say, God, I give this to you. Now you take it. And I guarantee you'll begin to experience freedom. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If that hurt, if that pain is coming up, and let's get ready to lay it down at Jesus' feet. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual that's in this room. I pray for any person that is be, would be listening online. That hurt, that pain, that past, the abuse, the circumstance. God, you see it right now. Oh, I, I see that. You're having difficulty even going to that place because you've tried to bury it down for so long into that deep, dark crevice. Don't worry about whether if you expose it, whether it will start to haunt you again. No, this is, this is God moving right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, that thing, I thank you right now that the power and the presence of God that the love of God has the ability to drive out right now every hurt, every pain. And in the midst of the light of God, there cannot abide any darkness. No darkness whatsoever. So we take authority over that right now. And we command you in Jesus' name to stop the haunting, stop the pain, stop the hurt. And God, right now, we get real with you. We remove the mask and we say, God, take this pain take this hurt because you said that's what you paid the price for was to carry it for us so God we'll stop doing your job for you and we refuse to carry it anymore it's no longer ours to carry it's no longer our burden and in Jesus name we declare that we're free in Jesus name for there is no hope that is beyond my hurt. And I declare that I'm free today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 
don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.